Welcome back to the It Be Like That podcast. This week we are on episode 10. I know we have been inconsistent, partially, oh, honestly, because of all of us. I couldn't be on it last week, but whatever. This week, we still have our same hosts, me, Nikib, Pratik, Rafi, and Tamid. But for the first time ever on our 10th episode, we have a guest, one of our closest friends. Anjim, you want to introduce yourself? Hello. Hello. How are you, buddy? How are you? I am good. How are you? Uh, why do you sound like what a, a robot? What a glowing introduction. <laughs> you sound like a fucking robot. What the it's hell? That's the whole podcast. The point. That's the point. Uh, yeah, okay. the point the oh, oh my god. Well, okay, Mr. Well, Tesla. We're we're halfway in uh, halfway into the first month of the year and quite a lot has already happened in 2021. Um you know, we we try our best not to get really political on this show. Um, but I think it's unavoidable. It's uh, really hard to ignore <laughs> like a, a whole mob of angry white people charging at the Capitol building saying, fuck your president, pick mine instead. That's uh, not terrorism. They were white, right? I'm All I'm saying is I didn't see any tear gas. I mean, there was eventually, but I didn't see yeah, the crazy was. amount of uproar that we saw when the BLM protests were going on. Um, and whatever argument you want to make, we can talk about it again. If anyone disagrees, we can always debate. Um, you know, speaking but- of debates, Tanjim, would you say that all of this could have been avoided if people weren't <laughs> in charge? Straight <laughs> into it. Segue. What the <laughs> fuck? Do it. What the? Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Done. Please take it away, Tanjim. The intro. <laughs> the intro. With, That's it. With our brand new guest, we have a very interesting topic. Uh, Tanjim, would you want to explain it a little bit or give us a little overview? Sure. So my topic is introducing the idea of an automated government. The idea is entirely hypothetical and a very opinionated approach of the idea of the government. It's not in any ways crashing on our current system, no. but just my opinion. I, and, I, uh, yeah, go ahead, finish. Yeah, the idea is that there is no government, but only one massive, super intelligent computer running everything in the background. So we're not talking about anarchy for anyone out there. We're, we are not talking about anarchy. We're talking about, I guess, a government fundamentally is are the enforcers of a set of rules, right? Right. That's what a government yeah. does. So I guess yeah. what uh, we're trying to say uh, for Danjim's hypothetical idea here is have an entity that runs things in the background. Again, entirely hypothetical, and it, it opens itself up to a million different questions is what we're going to actually dive into. But essentially this <laughs> shadow organization, huh, okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> shadow Are you just looking at the notes right now? No, no, no. I, I, I didn't even... Is shadow organization in the notes? No, it's not. No, no, no. It's, but it's a literal name, so kind of funny. Shadow organization, which is the, what the GOP thinks the Dems are doing. So, oh. <laughs> um, so be, before we actually get into it, you know, we are living in a very 
I don't know what the word would be, but I I, I want to think auspicious. Is that the right historic? word? Historic. Historic. I would watershed moment in American. This history. will definitely be in textbooks. It will definitely be in textbooks. Oh yeah. You know there is there, there was an active attempt at sedition and an active attempt at essentially a really shitty coup d'état, like really garbage <laughs> coup d'état, disorganized filled with meatheads and rednecks and i really don't care who i'm pissing off here you know (laughs) the wild part about this is at least at the time of this recording currently there are lots of protesters you know quote-unquote protesters being arrested right now for you know ransacking the capitol building but as of right now there aren't any confirmed conspirators amongst like government people like congressmen and whatnot but like there's a good chance that like actual elected representatives could be charged with sedition and expelled from congress yeah, I don't know if you guys heard, but recently they found that uh, a lot of tours were being given out in the Capitol building, and a lot of them, and all of them, were being done by Republican officials. Um, right. And tours were supposed to be banned since March of 2020, ever since you know quarantine started or the lockdown started. So the fact that this happened at all is very suspicious. And it was I literally like a few days before the thing, right before the charge. Uh, I think it was the week of. The week yeah. of, right, right. But like, it's here's ridiculous. the thing is, we, I don't want to spread any misinformation, right? So none of this has amounted to any actual charges as, right, of, the, yeah. as of this recording. But there are a lot of eyebrow-raising uh, things to look at of like, hold on, was this more than just a supposed protest gone awry? And was this more of like an actual like conspiracy slash inside job of yeah. actual Republicans ushering in and planning out a coup? Yeah. You know, I want to uh, entirely avoid putting on like tinfoil hats. And I'm not saying what we are talking about is full on tinfoil hat crazy, like the frogs turn the rain gay type shit, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, but it there are a few too many indications of something going on, I guess. I, and me saying that makes me like, I feel like I sound like an idiot. You know? No, you don't. It's it was straight up treason, and it sounds like there is more that we have to uncover. Yeah, I mean, it, as of right now, at least until more information comes out, we probably shouldn't like you know yeah. say things as like uh uh you know final points, right, right? Right? Yeah, as as facts. But like, it's just going to be very interesting, like Nikib said, as facts are uncovered and like the investigations into this yeah. are are like played out. You know, really, really quickly before we even actually move into the. Uh, the crux of the topic for this week. You know, it really seems like there's not even seems like there has been become a rift or there's like a rift in the GOP that has separated Republicans from Trump supporters because elected officials are elected officials at the end of the day, right? They're influenced by so many outside parties. There's, um, you know, the idea to uh, become a uniform, a unified front that and that's how we become so divisive in this country. There seems like the GOP does not know what it wants, right? Like there's half the GOP, or uh, honestly, a decent chunk of the GOP that what are Trump supporters are actively standing behind him, and then a, a piece of the GOP that honestly is thinking straight and is like, okay, there's a lunatic in office, even if he's only in office for three more days. It doesn't matter. He has to be held accountable. And, you know, these people, I I would like to think that no matter who you are, if you're an elected official, you shouldn't be completely oblivious to all this. 
You know, I feel like there's a massive chunk of the Republican Party right now just hungry for power, just really hungry to stand behind this lunatic who will probably give them power if they kiss his ass a little bit, you know, or superficial power. Um, and yeah, like this opens it up to, you know, this topic of having a different form of government. Yeah. Well, let's just introduce some of the ideas of, or some of the points that I, that I think are very flawed about the current governmental system. Mm-hmm. And what's happening right now is a very big example of that. A very good example, also, because uh, of the corruption. I feel like the current governmental system wastes a lot of resources behind just to get elected. Every election year, um, we see about 5 to $10 billion just for the campaigning money being spent. And then every midterm election year, there's another 3 to $6 billion being spent for campaigning. Not only that, the logistics are also mind-boggling. You just... You make hundreds and thousands of dollars of posters. Um, also use up papers that that has a shelf life of maybe eight years maximum. And if not, if the if the party is not winning, the shelf life is even less because you mm-hmm. lose in the election year. It just goes to waste the next day after the election, right? I mean, the wild part about that, just like the the amount of the issue with campaign finance in the country, that's a very mm-hmm. American problem because uh, I'm, I mean, not aware of like all other com- countries, but I know especially like in Europe, um, and I think specifically in England, like they have a very strict policy of only campaigning. I think it's like roughly the last like two months leading up to an election, whereas like imagine for, like for the US, we don't have that at all. Right. 2020 started. And everyone started campaigning, right? Democrats and Republicans immediately started campaigning, like year-long campaigns for the presidency. Whereas like other nations, it's literally two months and you're also limited on how much you can spend, right? In terms of like, uh, I think for England, it's like everyone's allotted a certain amount of time on TV and whatnot for advertisements. Where here, it's like, yo, you got money? Posters, internet, like, like internet advertisements, TV advertisements, go ham. I do remember the shit show that was the Bloomberg campaign. Oh, they just dumped money into that, yeah, right? It was that was just money. Yeah, it's buckets it's and money. buckets of money oh, yeah. into online advertising. Online on the streets, like right. there was the Bloomberg posters everywhere, like in especially in New York City. You know, like it was it was everywhere, and he had no support behind him because it was entirely just this money talking, right? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you know, I want I want to with the, with the topic at hand. I want to say like, the U.S. has very specific problems, and that may or may not be relevant in other issues in in other nations. You know, so like mm-hmm. we have to distinguish certain of these problems that fundamentally broken in the U.S. or like American versus yeah. just like a traditional government. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But you please, Tanjim, you were saying yeah, yeah. The numbers are for U.S. government, but. It it goes for any, pretty much any, it can be applied to any other governments in some form or another for um, campaign financing. Yeah, because I know that even in Bangladesh, they they waste a lot of money behind campaigning. And if, even if not at the scale of US, it's still pretty bad. And I know for India, that also applies. 
although there is no more uh, elections going on. You know, like I, I think one of the things that for the to- for the notes that you put down, Tanjim, you know, mm-hmm. I find this very uh, the transitioning from the campaign and the waste of human resources but the um the malleability of people in power because no matter how high in the chain you go there will always be someone that can influence you you know Mm -hmm. leadership in general for all of time there are advisors there are counselors there are so many people that influence you to at the end of the day when someone is power hungry Everyone who's climbing the ladder is power hungry. That's the whole point. You're climbing a ladder, right? You're power hungry mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whether it's in politics, whether it's in career, whether it's in just life in general, you're power hungry. Everyone is. Yeah. And because of this, you will try to influence or put in your influence on someone else, right? For right. let's use our president for an example, right? He is a puppet for the people who actually want to get things done. You know what I'm saying? Like, behind what we all see there are people that give him money there are people that give him influence give him power and he will do those things who does he bend his uh who does he bend back bend over backwards for who does he bend over backwards for his supporters the people give him money right and that's why donald trump even himself before you said before it's like i would run as a republican you know because he can, I guess, bend his own way. We don't know what he actually thinks. You know, I honestly don't think what he actually says is what maybe he thinks. Maybe like he's a raging racist. Yeah, sure. I think a lot of it is he is trying to come off as the leader, quote unquote, of the people that are supporting him, you know, and do what they want mm-hmm. him to do. And that goes for yeah. all leadership, all leadership. Yeah. Right? So like exactly. I, he, so that's one of our biggest weaknesses that right. human as leaders are not are not very ideal because we are corruptible and we will misuse our powers. Always. I mean, even the CEO of a company is a slave to shareholders, right? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, like you know, it, the entire point of a company is to make money, and wherever they can save money and wherever they can gain money is what they will do. Even like you know, n- like. Nike had so many uh, controversies in the early 2000s and the ni- and then the 90s for having essentially slave labor in in uh, in the East, right for their factories, which you know uh-huh. it, it it hasn't changed much, but they'll PR wise it they will go out and say okay yeah we don't do this anymore. Apple has gotten a lot of backlash because they use essentially use underpaid workers in China. Yeah, all for the purpose okay. of what making money. Yeah. So, Mr. Bouillon, how would we fix this? Hypothetically. We're still not done shitting on our current system. Just continue, please. Let's go on with... Okay, one more big, very big problem with humans is that we get distracted or we have very bad contextual memory. Like, for example, I was recently watching West Wing and the president in that TV series is fantastic. He's an amazing president, and he has very open liberal views and whatnot. But in one of the episodes, someone asks him what the current price of milk is, and he had no clue. But you for sure know that you'd be making decisions, or the elected officials would be making decisions that that directly affect the milk price, affect prices of everything that we need on a daily basis 
affect the process or affect the living living state of everyone in the entire country yeah and how can one person know all the different variations of uh living lifestyles or you know like everything that goes on in your life you can't it goes on in a person's life you can't really know it's too much for one person to know i think the issue with that specifically though is that like uh and i've heard this used in other like political debates is that if you can't answer a question like that it's meant to portray you as someone who's out of touch with reality right that like you don't yeah. know what it's like for a common person or an everyday person to simply uh like sustain themselves right you don't know what the cost of living is like right, right. you're you're so living in wealthy when wealth and luxury that you don't you're out of touch right yeah right and that is so dangerous that is incredibly dangerous because you're making decisions that doesn't really help anyone but maybe the top one percent are not a big person of the population in general i mean all elected officials like talk about oh my constituents this my con- constituents that right like at the end of the day you are not your constituents right you want to represent them as yeah. like hopefully as best as you possibly can and right. a noble heart goes a long way but it doesn't go all the way right like no matter how much you think your representative knows you <laughs> like yeah they represent this neighborhood do they live in the neighborhood have they grown up there have they like do they still are they still there because at the end of the day when you become an elected official your salary goes up tenfold twentyfold depending on what position you hold um and it's not to say like oh yeah you don't earn that salary but the entire job is to represent your constituents right it's to represent this place and you should be an active member of that community uh, yeah. the, and the president goes so high up that, like, you know, that's impossible. But that's why we have local government. That's why we have all these things. Just, but at the end of the day, it doesn't. It doesn't work as best as it possibly could, or else we'd all be a lot happier than we are now. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's another point that I want to bring up: the idea of maybe this will be another topic we talk about in a later. But I just want to introduce it: that government is not global. Our current government should not be global anyways. I don't like the system, but it, the government is not global. We have borders. There are countries, imaginary borders separating us, um, an imaginary border that makes us feel superior to another, to someone from another country because um, some dude hundreds of years ago just made an imaginary border that makes us different. You know, I, I think that that's really like a tribal human instinct, I feel like. You know, you want what's best for, in, in quote on quotes, like your community, however big that nation mm-hmm. is, right? Like you, you want to, you want your community, right? We lived, we came in, we, we used to live in villages, we used to live in tribes where all that mattered was mm-hmm. your people. And now we've yeah. gone to an entirely global like world where everything's so interconnected that it's yeah i understand like i feel you i really do uh i just don't think human nature allows what will allow at least currently for there not to be imaginary borders and yeah it doesn't make any sense if you think about it logically it really doesn't make any sense yeah it doesn't make any sense but uh, i know because like you said at one point it used to be tribals tribal villages we used to care about our tribes 
but we have moved on and we we now hear about country and um our like we have broadened the scope a lot but i think we have to go way beyond and completely move the borders because it's not really fair we're all humans and we should all care for each other the doesn't matter that you're from iran or um, myanmar or bangladesh they should all be have the social benefits that we are receiving I agree that we should have the social benefits, but and and you said before that we we uh, have moved on from our tribalism, but I feel like it's gotten only worse because back then people didn't have these like exact borders that they couldn't mm-hmm. could, that they could and could not cross, right? But now we have that, and even uh, in between country lines, we have like state lines, city lines, all all, all this, right? Um, oh, yeah. And 100%. even like different states have different. Uh, sets of laws that affect them specifically and people who are in there specifically. Um, I think the borders have just gotten more evident. Uh, they have. I think yeah. it's going to take a lot to revert that. Yeah, Rafi, you've been you've been quiet. Any thoughts so far? I mean, with the whole like unified like people thing, that's just not going to happen because, like, sure, uh, people in nations. I mean, here's the thing: people are just and a lot of people are just inherently like greedy, right? Like. Think about like the richest people in the world, the guys like Musk and uh, was it Jeff Bezos? Yeah, yeah. They have enough wealth to like basically like fund their own nation if they wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna yeah. do that. They're not gonna like distribute their wealth to like help out everyone in the world. I mean, some of them are trying. Like guys like Bill Gates, he is like funding a lot of his money to like you know make the world a better place, however he can. But like if you know the rich people in the world don't use their like wealth to like help out the not so rich people then this is really not going to work because this this world the way it's set up right now is just that money is power and if you have money you have all the power and you have a lot of say in what's going on so like really it's just like that whole like greed like i want to keep what's mine i don't want to give it to other people that's like stopping us from like reaching that point of being unified yeah that's also another big problem yeah, we live that in a can glo- go so far. We we live in a globally capitalistic society. Like no matter what, like yeah, China's social, yeah. Uh, like China's communism, or you know, there's fascism here, wherever, right? But globally, we are all capitalists. No one's gonna say no to money, right? Like money is the driving factor. Money runs money the world. Money is power. Money is power, right? And to have power, you need money, and. That is a whole different topic, I feel like. I feel like that's very, very different to what we're yeah. going to say. Um, how about this, Tanjim? What is your solution? <laughs> <laughs> the solution is no government. Just a computer running in someone's basement. Riot, riot. Okay, can you explain that? Like, please. Like, go, go into your yeah. hypothetical idea. So the hypothetical idea is that uh, an artificial general intelligence entity that takes account for everyone, and it's not too broad for it because it's a computer. It has the processing power to understand the scope and context for each and every individual person living in Earth right now. Uh, what's your population? 7.8 billion. It knows everything about everyone and whatever is going on with them, right? So the idea that it 
doesn't know the milk price and how whatever policy it enacts will not be as um as big of a deal because it knows what's going on it knows that how it's going to affect each and every person whatever decision it makes so the idea of that tunnel visioning and too much responsibility that is not going to be a problem anymore one of the other big problems that we can solve with uh, an AGI is that corruption. How are you going to corrupt an entity, uh, an artificial intelligence entity? Just quick thing, just for, for anyone listening. So when you say AGI, is that like artificial government intelligence or? No, that's artificial gen general intelligence. Basically an AI with wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like that's just not logical thinking, but also um, it has wisdom like humans do. Like you know, it can contextually tell the difference between good and bad. I have a uh, one question that pops up from this uh, from your AI uh, understanding or knowing everything. How does privacy get accounted for? You know, we we when when the NSA uh, when Snowden like whistle blew on the NSA. You know, there was a lot of uproar about personal privacy, which we, we generally don't really have anymore. But overall, at the end of the day, like uh, people that still goes on in people's minds. So how, how does this artificial intelligence that knows everything or accounts for everything also consider privacy? So the privacy is only an issue because at the end of the day, another human can see it. Like another person will know what's going on. But mm -hmm. the AGI that I'm proposing is completely self-run and there is no human on the other end. So uh -huh. your privacy, be your what you're doing, your digital footprint being against used against you is uh, completely out of the window because no other human would ever see it. Okay. No I feel like okay. Your, your data. I feel like a question that would come up uh, is how how would you make sure that it wouldn't be corrupted? Because right now, when you think of like AI, and especially in the movies, you see them going from good to bad really quick, and then um, there's that iconic scene where it says, "I can't do that, fucking Harold or whatever." Um, but how how would you stop it from being corrupted and and being bad? How do we not end up in the Skynet timeline? How does it why would it get corrupted in the first place? AI well, has the capability to do it, right? But what makes it corrupted, though? See, I don't know. You tell that me. Is the, that's the question, right? I think but the concern it, there would be something like, um, let's say, like, without getting too fictional about this, right? Um, essentially, if you're giving it a number of factors to consider, right? Let's say factors including... Uh, you know, what a population is, uh, like how big that population is, how much it costs for, for like people to survive um, and whatever like number, uh, like X number of factors, right? Mm -hmm. um, the issue there could be that I think Pratik might be alluding to is, so if the AI decides, okay, let's pass so-and-so policy to fix so-and-so things, what if so-and-so policy is received poorly by the people uh, or ends up being detrimental to some people, but it's like, but the AI sees it as being better overall for everyone, but it's still detrimental to a specific population of people. So oh, the, um, I, I think I didn't 
introduced that idea yet, but uh, the AGI won't be enacting policies by itself, democracy. One of the bullet points is that democracy doesn't have to die. You know, like Nikib said, where I we see. elect, where we elect our officials, and to someone, of course, we elect someone to represent us in the government from a local area or yeah. whatever. But with the AGI, my proposal is that every voice gets heard. You know, like you can just vote or for whatever. The policy it wants to enact from you anywhere. Okay, you so don't question. need a representative. You can do it yourself. Question, question on that. Um, who would come up with the policies? Or would it be like a Reddit thing where you would put it on some platform and people would upvote? Yeah, kind of, sort of. No, are you saying that the AI would come up policies and then the humans would essentially, like essentially the population would be uh, individually voting on each policy? I'm saying that there would be a voting. Um, who would come up with the policies, system. though? But who would make the policies, like the bills, basically? Who would write them up? That I haven't got, gone too much deep into, but I'm saying that, you know, how you just, you just yeah. said that uh, policies won't be passed by itself. Like, it just comes up with the policy and passes it? No. That's what I'm saying. So, at the end of the day, what is the uh, goal of this intelligence? What is it? What What would this do? Like, if if it's coming up with policies, yeah, it can come up with policies and suggest them. But humans could innately just disagree with what it, mostly what it says. Or, and again, like you can't. Not every culture, not every nation is going to be able to take each policy equally. You know, you can spread wealth amongst the entire. Like world, I guess, but I don't think that solves, well, not just wealth, but I don't think it would solve everyone's issues. How would it solve everyone's issues? To solve everyone's issues, we have to start from the scratch. We're not trying to solve everyone's issues. We have to change so much, but the idea of the AGI at, the, at this moment is that it's going to replace the government and we will stop focusing so much on things that shouldn't be such a big deal. Like, um, just running the government, uh, enacting laws, or um, ensuring that laws are being followed. You know, just get rid of the politics part of government. Well, you know, what, it's what, what make basic like things... Yeah. So basically, it's supposed to make a government that you know you don't have to worry about if it's trustworthy or not, and it will actually focus on the benefits. I mean, on on benefiting society and improving society. So society exactly. overall, okay. right? Society overall, but this is um, this is considering everyone being under the same roof, right? This yeah. is every oh, single I think like local government will still exist. No, I if agree. Not wrong, it still exists. Now, Dungeon I, I said, Dungeon said democracy would still exist. So, yeah, a, a local yeah, government would yeah. still exist, right? I, I guess, yeah, the overall goal is to better humanity in general, right? Without, so. It will, would just replace the officials, I think. Well, these officials, uh, Dungeon said, yeah, so democracy stays alive and. Uh, right now, okay, so they, they make the decisions. Now, how do we go about this? How would how would one how would because this is innately a human construct, right? And this is not going to come out of thin air. 
like How government do, yeah people like, have to make this people have to make this right like uh, yeah this, this ai right how what yeah. kind of initial influences do you install into this uh system like whoever designs this at the very fundamental level how will this know what is good versus what is bad and my question like why why i asked that is good and bad is is a, is a spectrum right not everything is mm-hmm. overtly good and not everything is overtly bad how would it learn what is what is a moral code what moral compass does it use and how is it how would that affect the different societies across the world right from 10000 years of human history okay 10000 years of human history but with humans ever so evolving and mindsets ever so changing what yeah. in what is the initial start where is it right and where is it wrong like you said the good and bad spectrum where when hypothetically when this goes live the point of spectrum where in would be its moral um would be where its moral spectrum is also right mm-hmm. because that's what we're following at that point yeah yeah as it changes over time as our moral spectrum changes over time it should also change over time okay what do you keep track of it so i'm sorry oh, uh, how how would it keep track of the moral spectrum like would it would it have access to everything um online everything on their phones as well yeah okay um That about, makes sense. how about controversial topics in on the day right on the day of right the, the first time it's made right for example like to this day gay rights and uh like uh lgbt communities are still um fighting for their own rights how would like something like this determine whether it is legal okay. or not legal or how about drugs you know which drugs are legal which drugs are illegal how would, does would it that determine be the part that? where people get to vote on that I understand what you're saying but before we started I said this is a hypothetical world. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. in a hypothetical world or in this world it doesn't make sense that a government would be placing policies about your fucking marriage life or yep. sex life you sure. can be gay or you can be LGBTQ. So no, that sure. is entirely not up to the AGI to decide on. Uh, okay, that's then... not up to anyone else to decide on. So, uh, if you want to be gay you can be gay. Yeah, so I'm, then wait, genuine question, even though I'm going to sound like a dumbass for asking this. Like does that mean bestiality is okay? Like legalize? <laughs> Cuz like like no no, like I know it's stupid. I sound like a, a no, dumbass no, no, for asking right, this, right. right? But like states have laws against bestiality, right? Uh, I know Florida in particular is like don't fucking alligator, yeah, right? Yeah, but Florida is like we don't fuck with Florida, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but point being like like if you say we shouldn't regulate that at all right like i'm not even saying i disagree with you right but does that mean that those laws are immediately repealed that like you're well, starting lgbtq and uh no 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 not in the slightest what i'm saying is what i'm saying is that if you look at if you look at uh, uh like just the last 100 years right yeah homosexuals were unfortunately like vilified and as a result like ha- just the idea of homosexuals either getting married or even having sex was considered mm-hmm. like a criminal act right the right. i think the thing that nakib's kind of alluding to but i don't think it got to like directly asking you is that like because 
policies change over time, right? Because like policies are essentially uh, uh, a an extension of culture, right? If culture changes over time and certain behaviors become considered like not Norm. Uh, abhorrent or not like abnormal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Would there be like a process for the AI to recognize that slash change it? Or how would that work, right? Like, yeah, I understand when I'm talking about bestiality. Yeah, no, I am not equating bestiality, bestiality with like homosexuals. But the idea being sense. something along those lines where if your AI was set up just 100 years ago, or not, not technologically wise, but like culturally, homosexual sex would be considered like abhorrent and disgusting. And you should be punished for that, right? Whereas we mm-hmm. look at that and we're like, why would you possibly regulate this? Why would you regulate what two people do like in their private time right when it's not hurting anyone around them right Mm -hmm. so would that be something that could be open to like uh uh, i guess review or revision yeah definitely that's where the democracy part comes in and that where your voice matters and whatever you say will have an impact on how everything is run so I, I guess like so for example like if you have a local government and you vote on one of these controversial topics which there will always be right no matter what mm-hmm. point in human history you go there will always be controversial topics in which people disagree uh vastly right yeah does that not uh to play devil's advocate does that not innately defeat the purpose of having this AI? Like, what does it do in, in the terms of, okay, Yeah, it does, I know, actually. Right? That's like, a very good point. Right, like, I, the, like, the, the main point of the AI is to get rid of these controversial right, topics. This right. would never happen. What do you mean, this would never happen? Like, uh, controversial topics like gay yeah. marriage or um, anything, right? Like, right? Like, anything like that. Like, there will always be controversial topics is like, when humanity has these controversial topics, when this uh, when this AI is put into place, if someone votes on, or like a group of people vote on a controversial topic and they come out with what the AI thinks is a the wrong decision for the betterment mm-hmm. of humanity, how, how would it deal with that? Would it just move on? Would it like push for like, hey, you guys are idiots or... Like, how does it deal with something like that? If you could give me another example other than uh, gay or LGBTQ rights, oh. I would probably be able to answer drugs. that better. Drugs, yeah. Drugs. Yeah, drugs. Drugs. Alcohol. yeah, alcohol's yeah. an easy one, right? Like, like some places, some countries, you're not allowed to drink alcohol at all. Some countries, you're allowed to drink alcohol. If, like, how is this AI going to, like, determine, like, what's allowed and not allowed in terms of that? Or at least suggest, I guess, right? The whole yeah. point, I feel like uh, what we're getting at is this AI is giving suggestions and not ruling, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, and like, how does it deal with giving a suggestion, it getting rejected, and thus it essentially taking humanity a step back, right? Because that being its overall goal. How does it deal with something like that? Well, the alcohol part, or drugs part, I feel like that's also a moral spectrum in terms of what gets, what is at, at this point acceptable or not. Mm-hmm. Well, will and it, that yes. should also probably adapt with yep. human views. And now, are, these, views of people's are these yeah. suggestions like universal? Because no matter what culture will not go away, individual culture will not disappear in the blink of an eye. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like 
I would honestly say thousands, tens of thousands of years from now when we are entirely a global society, like full-on global society, and it's not nations, it's the world. Planets. Oh, yeah. Right? Like planets, you can say like, hey man, the big, the biggest unifying force is a common enemy. So bring on the UFOs, bring on the aliens, and then finally maybe we'll have a unified Earth. Um, well, that is when I think the AGI will be able to become right. real because we don't have the power at the moment. Right, like then, the then you, right, but like we're not at that point, right? So I'm like, we can only contextualize this with only past, right? So I'm saying, mm-hmm. would it give suggestions for each unique community, each unique local government? Because um, in that case, like everyone can give uh, like a glo- like you know, a, a, a suggestion, right? To a mm. local government, right? So is that is that how it would work? Uniqueness, like, does it uniquely apply to each people? It does uniquely apply to each people. Mm-hmm. Each people, each peoples. I feel like is the right grammatical term. Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, no, I, it I, does I, apply. no, that. See, here's the thing. Um, we've asked a lot of questions, and I think this this like artificial intelligence is. Honestly, if it were to come down to it, it would probably be one of the best things to ever happen. My like my biggest uh I guess argument to this is it doesn't I'm I'm like it doesn't seem realistic to me. I don't see how this would end up actually coming to fruition. The yeah, only time it could good. probably come into fruition Earth is beyond repair at mm-hmm. this point. So um whenever we eventually colonize any other planet that is the perfect opportunity for us to have a brand new start start from scratch and setting up the ground rules of how we're gonna proceed from there yeah like i think i think like with again with context of the point in which we are in our history ai is in its infancy right humans are pessimistic in so many ways right it's so infant right that you don't see how this could actually work. But, you know, it, it didn't make sense 30, 40 years ago how we would be globally connected like that we are now, you know, with the internet, mm-hmm. being able to do the podcast online, which wasn't a term 40 years ago, right? Yeah. So, uh, like, maybe if we come back to this topic when we're... I mean, I honestly don't think this topic would change much in, in the next few decades, but there has to be massive strides in artificial intelligence and acceptance of artificial intelligence to entertain the idea in a realistic scenario, right? Yeah, and we are talking like we we're 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 talking in the hypotheticals here, right? Where we are mm-hmm. we are um we're saying we are putting a lot of things constant. People have accepted this. We understand how it would work. We right. uh right like and I honestly really like the idea. Uh, again, I just don't find it realistic at the current standpoint, which is the whole point. Right, which is the entirety of the point, but yeah, government in itself is right now broken. Right, like it doesn't work in the general sense because, well, then everyone would be happy. We wouldn't have fucking sedition going on, you know. Right. Oh, I think man. one of the, the other things that oh, sorry, what? No, what? what? No, I'm saying government, unfortunately, unfortunately, never worked. Not now. It, not it's it's fact. a rough going, but like. It's it's unfortunately the best we can do, right? The best effort we can exactly. make of it. But yeah. um, I think one of the other things that may also be entertained as possible, like, uh, 
concerns for an AGI, right? Would be if you're if it just like if it's making all this decisions slash policies or whatnot like behind closed doors, right? We've already seen how people react to you know just regular politic- politicians just trying to say, "Hey, stay at home and don't die," and then people shouting out, "Wait, you want to microchip me, right?" By by keeping me at home, or you want to go uh, uh, adjust your pigeon cameras, right? By yeah. Corona, exactly. Yes, five G gives you Corona, right? All the all that shenanigans, right? And yeah. as much as we would love to just wave that off with a hand, that that population of people is like uncomfortably large and slowly getting larger, right? Yeah. The the first issue I could think of is that like, would it be really easy for people to be like, well? What is this actually? What is this AGI actually factoring in when it does make decisions, right? Like, how much transparency would there be in terms of um, having uh, an artificial intelligence uh, actually try to govern? Well, what you just said does make sense, but the entire point of being an artificial general intelligence is that it has the wisdom, and uh, if you just Tell if you just say to someone that 5G is giving you COVID, if you're not one of if you're not someone from that group, you're gonna be like, What is this crazy talk? And uh, you're gonna probably shit on, shit on them, right? For being so dumb. And that's what the AI will do because it knows an artificial intelligence is basically a human, but with super super intelligent brain that right. doesn't have any limitations because i think because then you could kind of like i get why you'd want to just dismiss like the uh conspiracy theories as like hey this is crazy talk right like just get out of the conversation yeah. nobody invited you stop touching my tinfoil right yeah Put tinfoil down on the way out um but yeah. then you could have a secondary conversation about like what about just general accountability right because this AI wouldn't be like spontaneously created, right? Someone's coding it, someone's creating it. Um, would there not be potential issues slash conflicts of interest of, okay, well, if someone or some group of people designed it, then what they uh, entered in uh, as no like factors or as like, like uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too technical because I am not a computer science person, right? Mm-hmm. But as like what data values they punch in or how much emphasis they put on certain things, could that not be an issue? Especially if other people from the outside are not able to, um, like if it's not open source or anything like that, which I understand if it's not, would there not be like an accountability issue of how are these decisions being made? Like, because essentially what you're saying is that we're having to trust and rely on faith that this, 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 that this AI would be making the best decisions. But then it's also like, yeah. for just a general skeptical person, right? Anyone who just wants to be like, ha- who just like, without being, without going to the extent of being a conspiracy theorist, who just is skeptical, could look at it and be like, okay, cool, that decision is nice and all, or that this, this, this like whatever policy it is is nice and all. But how did we even get here? Right. What did you yeah. factor in to account for that that got us to this point? Right. Yeah. So the entire point of an artificial intelligence is that it learns itself. You're not putting in any data points. You're not putting in any like how it's supposed to learn. The the only thing you code is how it 
it processes data, like it can process data without using too much resources. Like, I'm not sure if you have seen, but I've linked many times before, but the GPT-3 that just recently came out by OpenAI, and it's open source AI. And um, it is a thousand times more powerful and more capable than GPT-2 that came out about a few years ago, or it was last year, I remember. Do you want to explain what that is for people who don't know? Open GPT-3 is a new OpenAI API, and OpenAI is by Elon Musk. It's one of his companies. And that AI is almost nearing the power of an artificial general intelligence where it can from like a movie where you see ai robots it's basically almost at that level where it can talk to you have a normal conversation um if it doesn't know something about you the topic you're asking about it's gonna learn in an instant and give you feedback on it like one of the videos that i shared before had a guy asking about microbiology and the AI didn't know anything about it, but looked up all the details and everything, all the technical details about it, and instantly replied with uh, the exact perfect answer of what the solution should be. Okay. Um, no, I, I, so artificial intelligence, I do not know my way around it either. I'm <laughs> straight going to say that. Um, and it really is going to take a long time for people to gain this understanding, a decent level of understanding to the point where, you know, we can be properly informed. Yeah. Or like, you know, like think of <laughs> just any technology in general. And I, I want to put this in the context of the United States is the U.S. is very, very slow at adopting new technologies in general, mm-hmm. right? Things that we don't really understand, the U.S. at least really takes its time to implement them into society. The reasons behind that is various different, like, you know, things. You can say elected officials are old farts, which entirely isn't, you know, completely not true, but um, it will take a long time for us to fully understand it. And I think once the understanding of artificial intelligence comes comes to the mainstream or even more into the mainstream, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easier topic to actually consider all yeah. this, right? Um, yeah. Just with like uh, one, of, one of the big things whenever I bring up AI with someone is that people will always go back to Skynet or yeah, you know the the movies where AI yeah. is the bad bad dude. That's the thing. And we haven't actually movies mentioned Skynet, it, valid. Movies make it bad because that what's make the no, movies it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's dramatized, right? Like it's, but, it's what it's made to do. Yeah, whenever I bring it up and someone says something like that. Like, what if the person coding it isn't isn't nice? <laughs> isn't How can you make sure the AI is nice? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what that sounds to me like? That what? sounds to me like the people saying five G gives you Corona. Yeah, that's because yeah. it's so so fucking dumb that it doesn't make any sense. I and I don't really know how to answer. Yeah, that, that's the hard part is like when, when someone doesn't Jesus, understand. Man, I asked that question. Level. <laughs> you corona. <laughs> can I tell you why? Can I at least tell you why? I, I, I feel like people are very skeptical of other people that they don't know. And if you give this one team or this one organization all the power to make an entity that 
is like the global government um, and also will create local governments, then it's pretty hard to believe that this one uh, this one group of people is going to make something that is in the benefit of our uh, is is for our be- benefit. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want to make another point before before I uh, stop. Uh, I I think uh, we are being a little bit um, uh, critical of this government idea, but I think overall it is a good idea. Like we we won't be able to know for sure if the AI. I mean, at least in my mind, we won't be able to know for sure if if the AI is always going to remain um, uh, for our benefit. If like you know things don't happen, but like we can't even say that for sure right now. We don't know if our elected officials are. Are um are doing anything for our benefit? I feel like most most of us feel like they're not, uh, because a lot of them are being corrupted or are still corruptible. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, to I, me, it's once, entirely a good point. To me, it once said to me that um, so that I think we had this conversation before, and to me, it once told me that so the AI is basically lesser of two evils, and it hundred percent is. But it's so much lesser that it's not even fair to call it evil anymore, because it's just a night and day difference. No, I I agree. Like it's just uh, again, it really comes down to it not being feasible in the with the information that we have today. You know, like uh, or at least what we have at hand. Right, it's like no. We're not talking about at hand, though. Exactly. No, no, no. Exactly. And it will like, not be possible. We, we are all innately. All every single one of us is going to contextualize it with the experience that we have today and how it is today. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to have this conversation. It that's why it's very difficult for everyone to kind of just like, okay, everyone, shut up. This is what's going to happen, right? Like this is shut how up, it works. The robots right? are taking yeah. over. Like, this is how it's going to happen. work. Like this is yeah. actually how it's going to work. But we're like, wait. How would that work? <laughs> you know, it's like well, the thing how, is when we yeah, talk about information, happen? it's there's two parts to it, right? There's there's the fact that it's like um, with the technology we have, like yeah, this isn't happening today. It's not happening tomorrow. It's no. not happening for a good couple decades, if even in within our lifetimes, right? Um, yeah. But then the other issue, and I do want to kind of circle back to something you said earlier, is that when someone says, you know, um, well, actually, there's two points to it, right? When someone says, will the AI go rogue and kill all of us? Or when someone says, hey, the person designing it, could that be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's so... I think it's also an information problem because AI is a very new thing in terms yeah, of perhaps. like the casual like audience, like mass media, just in general, like the everyday person, right? Like Joe down the block in his white picket fence house probably doesn't understand the ins and outs of ai right no unfortunately joe and his wife sally have only seen terminator or the matrix and they've seen oh okay so the robots indoctrinate get indoctrinated and then they wipe out humanity this is how that works right yeah but like um which is why like i i get where you're coming from like hey if someone says like hey what if there's an issue with like um if it serves like humanity's best interests, like dismiss it like a like it's 5G causes the coronavirus, like with the same mindset. But at the same time, there's like a the the fact that like, you know, we can all sit here, all five of us sit here and say, no, 5G does not cause the coronavirus, is because we understand the information behind it. And even if we're not, you know, uh, uh network engineers or doctors, 
we have a vague enough understanding to know that these two things are not related, right? Yeah. Having five gigahertz Wi-Fi in your house is not going to give you the flu as 5G is not going to give you coronavirus, right? You know, speaking yeah, exactly. of 5G giving you coronavirus, entirely off topic, but I, when, I, when I was at the hospital, right, like... um. I actually had to give a legitimate explanation to why 5G does not cause coronavirus or does not get you sick. <laughs> you know, like I legitimately had this conversation with this old lady, not even old lady, she's probably in her like mid 50s, right? But from like Long Island, so you know what the fuck she's going, like doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm just sitting there, I'm like, you see, they put on, just like your phone, you know, connects to the tower using radio waves, just like in the old days with the old ham radio. Yeah, that technology has just gotten better <laughs> and it won't kill you. Just like ham radios didn't kill you. Like the one you have at home, you old fart. <laughs> Nikki bullies old woman confirmed. I bully everyone. All right, but like, uh, uh, like the point I'm trying to get at is that like, it is an issue of like people just not being familiar enough with this sort of information that everyone is a little bit either skeptical or just doesn't understand it properly. Yeah. Right. So it's like a very much like an education thing. Yeah. It, it, that's why like I feel like it's such a, it's it's a very difficult topic to wrap your head around right like it's but it's interesting to pick and prod right we're all only yeah. going to pick and prod that's all we possibly yeah. can do with something something so hypothetical but also, it's also so weird because uh, ai is pretty much already everywhere right now yeah that's true um, everything right. we use he's right and it's, it's whenever you say ai it's hard to not see yeah Terminator. It, you know it, a, a bunch of it like the a lot of it is like the AI that are, at least from my experience that I know of, right? A lot of the artificial intelligence used, or at least in the mass globe used, is for the benefit of a certain party, right? Like ad AI or like for, like when we talked about the social network, those, those, those systems that give you a personalized advertisements to try to get you to stay on Instagram or Facebook longer than you need to, is run by an artificial intelligence behind the scenes, mm-hmm. right? And it like because that, right? Like that's a real world example of AI being used for the benefit of a certain party. Whether it's a detriment to you or not, potentially debatable. Or like I'm not saying that it's like actually a benefit. I'm saying that like the actual act of it is it beneficial to you or a deficit to you? Is it any good? Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was reading something. Um, but yeah, that is an example of um, an artificial intelligence being used, I guess, like potentially to the detriment of yourself, right? Yeah, that is true. Um, good question. Good, good discussion. But I have a question for Rafi because uh, he has some experience with working with softwares. I'm not sure if he's worked on, yeah, worked on any ter- sorts of AI yet. But what do you think of coding and AI and how do you think this can affect daily lives? Oh. Oh. Rafi, I believe we may be having some technical difficulties. Definitely I not. I don't think they're technical difficulties. I think there are physical there and difficulties. We're going to give it like another five seconds and we may have to force this conversation forward <laughs> in three two let's give it right, so, no. <laughs> um, i mean i'm not a coder in the slightest right as much as i would love to be here and be like i built a pc does not mean i have any knowledge of computer science in the slightest right 
so I don't have any experience when it comes to Kamsai, right? Uh, but the the thing I get in, the, the the first thing that popped into mind is that like if you ever look at like just a general like machine learning AI, at least to my very very basic layman understanding of it, it's that you yeah. set thresholds for success, right? Usually, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, right? Please do if if I say something incorrect. But yeah. like you'll go through generations of an intelligence who, let's say, you give it like a track, right? And yeah. it'll learn as it fails that oh. I see an obstacle. Did I walk directly into the obstacle? I failed. Okay, next generation, let's try jumping. Did that work? Great. There's a new obstacle. I didn't jump. I failed. So we'll try jumping that too. And it'll get better and better over time, right? Yeah. Um, now, using that understanding of uh, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning, um, the potential issue I could see, and this kind of goes back to a thing you brought up earlier, is that, hey, what if, like, you know, whoever codes it could, what if they serve it, make the AI serve like a, uh, an, an interest that's not in everyone's benefit, right? Yeah. In this hypothetical, would it be potentially possible for the AI to have their metrics of success not necessarily be everyone's well-being? You bring up a good point, but it's still not up to the coder, I would say, because what your example your example in your example you said that you're avoiding apps obstacles or whatever right jumping over an obstacle example of machine learning yeah so what it is doing is it's learning that there is an obstacle and i have to avoid it where is it getting the data the coder gave it a track or something right right and the artificial intelligence is learning itself that the obstacle there's an obstacle obstacle and you have to avoid it, go around it. And that's the threshold for success. And you're right that the coder said that avoiding the obstacle is a success. Like that is the main goal for the AI, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But in terms of the AGI, we're talking about the government entity, AGI entity. For it, the training, the training data would be, like we said, our past, the thousands of years of human history. And whether we agree or not, history is still biased towards, like we, winners. so far with, yeah, so far we've, we've come so far and we always have defined some parts of what we did right or wrong, right? Like in our history, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hitler was wrong. <laughs> I hope so. I think we can all say Hitler was a bad guy. Exactly. And there were ha well, clearly we can't all say that, but millions and millions of incidents in our history like that. And from that you can learn what how to distinguish between right and wrong. And that's that's just the training wheels. That's the beginner oh. data it's gonna use. And that's not the wisdom part yet. Well, <laughs> this, again, I, I, we're going to be able to have, like, debate over this for days. <laughs> for yeah. days, man. Um, but this has been a pretty good, I would say, like, different kind of podcast. With the ones that we've had recently, this is, this is going back to, you know, the more, more thought-provoking. Conceptual? 
yeah. conceptual, thought-provoking uh, concepts, right? We focused on human nature. I think it also primarily. came at a really good time. Yeah, I really think so, too. Sanjim is a freak of nature for thinking about this. Do you um, want to give some background, Tanjim, in terms of like your like professional experience that led you into like knowing about this sort of like field? Yeah, definitely. So I'm a computer science major, of course, and a software engineer. So this is something I, you have a good amount of experience with. I do, exactly. And I always keep and everyone here knows that I'm always doing something or making something with my free time. So I have very, very, like, I'm knee-deep in this kind of stuff just because I spend most of my time learning about what's going to happen next or the next big thing. Or Basically, I'm just learning AI at the moment, and it's a very interesting thing what it can do. AI is definitely going to be a big, big plus we lean on just to advance our, our human life. Well, like you're right saying now. that like AI is definitely going to be, it's like you're saying that AI is definitely going to be a big part of the future. Um, and like Nikib said, we're going to be here all day talking about this. But if anything, we we can definitely have like part two to this or like offshoots about talking about AI, like moving forwards, because there's, there's no end to talking about this sort of stuff. Yeah, there won't. the be. main point I want to talk about it is that just to have this idea out there, because you don't know how this this will resonate with someone, and maybe whoever's listening to it eventually, it, in some point in time, will very deeply resonate with it, and they will have the power to enact this. Anjim is really overestimating our audience. <laughs> I am not overestimating our audience. I think the biggest <laughs> never know. No, you're I right. Think- no. I think the biggest and most applicable takeaway is that right now we just we we, we distrust our government very much, and we just want an uncorruptible entity, and this would be a good solution for it. You know, for anyone out there listening, and if you guys seem to be very interested in this, please let them know. Anjim is a very close friend to the show, and we'd like to have yeah. him more. Um, but he's an asshole, so he doesn't. No, we will have him more. I don't we'll care. Have the man, man with a plan life. The man's a dickhead, and he never shows up. So. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> we should probably start wrapping this one up we before should, we just we... take a dump on our guest. He's not a guest. I've never been there. Exactly. He lives he, in the house. He he, uh, bro. I will be there tomorrow. You better show up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this very intriguing episode of the Be Like That podcast. And um, in reference to our current government, it really be like that. And there's not much we can do on the individual scale. But there's always hope. And, you know, this idea, if it ever does come to fruition, if there's anyone out there who's thinking about this now, well, you're welcome, bitch. So. <laughs> thank you thank you if you again. made it this far please place your bets on who you think's gonna get arrested in government i'm gonna die <laughs> what Dude, this 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 ai is gonna think i'm a detriment to human society and kill me off 100%. you're a detriment to my society you can't get rid of me <laughs> anyways so that'll be this episode hopefully we'll be back on a more consistent schedule yes. but whatever whenever that is. is we'll see you next episode thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the AP Like That podcast. We'll catch you guys later. Bye.
Oh, oh.